It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To get this show every day, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Mets. I will tell you, there is plenty of stories today that during the down periods of this past couple months, I could have done maybe two shows on, right? But now opening day is approaching, and we got to jam them all in here because there was a ton of Mets news on Wednesday. The biggest story came last, really, and that is the fact that Marcus Stroman has a torn muscle in his calf, and he's going to be out for weeks. So I'm going to talk about that primarily in the first half of the show. Then later on, I'm going to talk about the fact that Juan Lagares is a Met again. The Mets made a couple of the roster moves. Brian Dozier got signed. So I'll get into that stuff a little bit later on. And I don't even think I'm going to have time today to talk about the fact that Major League Baseball is expanding or potentially expanding back to a 16-team playoff format. So all of that happened on Wednesday. A lot to get into. Before we do, though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, Check me out on Twitter, at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing about the Mets at MetsmerizedOnline.com. So Stroman goes down, and this is terrible news if you're a Mets fan. We went into this year with Marcus Stroman being your potential second starter, and that was even with Noah Syndergaard, right? You weren't sure what Syndergaard was going to be. You had two guys that you really trusted right behind Jacob DeGrom. Boom, Syndergaard goes down with Tommy John. Now Stroman's your clear number two. No one else near him. He is right behind DeGrom in the pitching staff. You trust him more than anyone else. Now Stroman's out. And at first, it was calf tightness. That's what we were told earlier on on Wednesday. He threw a bullpen on Monday. There was some tightness there. The Mets thought it was a day-to-day proposition. But he gets an MRI Tuesday night. They get the results back. Now we know there is a torn muscle in that calf, and they're calling it week to week. But what does that really mean when you're talking about a season that is, what, eight weeks long? 
six or seven weeks long. I don't know if anyone was taking the time to count. I guess it's eight weeks long. It's all of August. It's all of September. But if he's out for three or four weeks, that's half the season. And then also, if it takes him three or four weeks to get better, how long does it take him to get ramped back up? I look at this injury under these circumstances, and I say, best case scenario, he makes maybe half his starts this season. Because if he misses you know, a week, he's already missing about two starts at least. So this is a devastating blow in the Mets rotation. And you look at the guys they have behind him, and it's all the depth pieces I've been talking about. You know, Corey Oswalt and Erasmo Ramirez and David Peterson are the three guys that are kind of considered, you know, the next in line here. But which of those three guys do you trust the most? We saw Oswalt pitching against the Yankees. I saw some good things. I also saw some guys hit moonshots off him. So... Do you feel as confident with the Mets when they are looking at Corey Oswald as opposed to Marcus Stroman? Absolutely not. Erasmo Ramirez, could he give him a quality start or two? Maybe. But again, it is not ideal, especially when you look at the rest of the rotation because now you need Michael Waka to be the best version of himself. The guy that we saw in St. Louis that at times could be an ace-type pitcher, and we haven't quite seen that. His stuff has looked great in camp so far. Maybe he is that guy. Steven Matz apparently has looked great throughout camp. And the Mets need him to be everything that they've always dreamed he could be. Because right now, he's your number two starter. The guy that has been your number five, really, dating back to 2015 when he was the last pitcher in that World Series rotation. Now he's your number two. And let's not forget, Jacob deGrom has back tightness or just went through back tightness. A week ago. So if he goes down, what happens then? I mean, you know, this is a story now. We're seeing maybe it's a 16-team playoff. And, hey, that gives the Mets, you know, ample opportunity to make it if the playoffs do get expanded. But what type of team are we talking about here? Is it going to have to be all or nothing on the offense? Can their bats be an American League-type team that can win games 12-11? to Maybe, but when have we seen the Mets do that and win that way? Very rarely. So I look at this starting rotation now, and I am concerned. I think one internal option that is going to excite and interest is the potential of moving Seth Lugo back into the rotation. As of now, they say that is not happening. And I actually, for the longest time, have been against it. But you're looking at the other options internally, and I don't know if you're going to find a better one. And so maybe you stretch him out. Maybe you piggyback him on Corey Oswald's starts to start off the year, whoever they choose, and you let him get stretched out a little bit, and hopefully he can step into the rotation. If you get a clearer picture of Stroman's injury, you know he's going to be out longer, or if Corey Oswald or David Peterson, whoever they choose, is underperforming. But there's just not a lot of good options. There really isn't. And I look at this team right now, and... I think you're going to need to see those four guys at the top really perform above expectations. I mean, what were we actually expecting out of Steven Matz? If you said Steven Matz going to go out there and give you a 4-0 ERA and make all 12 starts, you probably, like last year, would have said, hey, that's not bad. Now you're going to say, Steven Matz, I want you to pitch closer to a 3 ERA and dominate every time you get the ball because... You're about as good as we got outside of DeGrom. And you're going to look at Michael Waka and say, 
I need you to be what you used to be and show that great stuff and not get you know knocked around and taken out of games in four or five innings. Or even if he gives you a good start, last year he wasn't going deep in the game. So what does that mean for the rest of your bullpen when you could potentially have a bullpen day? The following, you know, if Walker's your four starter and Corey Oswald starting the following day, what does that mean when Walker gets booted after three innings because he walked six batters? I mean, the options are more limited right now. I think Rick Porcello's got to really step up. I think Michael Walker's got to step up. And all of this is to say you need Jacob DeGrom to be. As incredible as he's been in the last two years, every time he takes the mound, and not saying he won't do that, but he has been on a different planet the last two years, and at some point, you wonder if even he will go back to the mean a little bit and throw a couple clunkers in there because he just hasn't had them outside of May of last year. So I say all this, and it's just tough to see how the Mets starting rotation is going to look and how they're going to be able to perform in light of these injuries. It's definitely going to be a tough task, particularly for a first-year manager to navigate. But the positive news, or negative depending on what side you are with the Mets fan base, is Juan Lagares is back. And I know some people like him, some don't. I'm going to talk about that more in just a minute. But whether you're a professional athlete, okay, if you are a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair, Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. Up until about 6 o'clock on Wednesday night, I assumed that I was going to spend the entire show today talking about the additions of Juan Lagares and Brian Dozier and the release of Milky Cabrera and Gordon Beckham. Then, of course, the Stroman news comes out and that takes precedence. I also even forgot to mention that Robert Gazelman is going on the IL as well with forearm tightness, although they expect him back relatively soon, maybe within just one week. With all that being said, let's talk about these additions. Brian Dozier is a big name. He was an all-star at one point, one of the better second basemen in the American League for some time as he came up with the Minnesota Twins. He was originally a shortstop, moved to second base, won a gold glove in 2011, or sorry, 2017 when he had 11 outs above average, which is a very good season defensively, but has not been good at the position really ever since then. So he's not going to bring you that gold glove caliber defense, but what he brings you is a big bat. 
This is a guy that's hit 192 career home runs. 2016, he became the first American League second baseman to hit 40 home runs in a season. He was also the first twin second baseman to go 20-20 with home runs and stolen bases. His peripherals, when you look at exit velocity and stats of that nature, are below average and show a guy maybe on the downside of his career. But with all that being said, he still hit 20 home runs last year with the Washington Nationals. His slash line was a 238 batting average, a 340 on base percentage, and a 430 slugging percentage good for a 770 OPS. I would say he's a replacement level hitter with some pop. And when you are basically taking Gordon Beckham out of the mix and putting Brian Dozier in the mix, I say this is a pretty big upgrade. Beckham, probably better defensively, maybe could have played a little bit of shortstop if they had to, but Dozier is clearly a superior hitter, and I would much rather see him in the lineup for a spot start here and there if someone goes down than have to see Gordon Beckham. I mean, Beckham has not been a good offensive player throughout his career. At least Dozier has a track record. He's also a good clubhouse guy. He was kind of uh, you know, one of the faces of all the fun times the Nationals were having last year as they went through their playoff run with his dancing and everything else. I think he's a good guy to have around, and I think it's a, strong, a good addition by Bertie Van Wagen. I'll give him credit for that one. Then you look at Juan Lagares. Everyone knows what Juan Lagares has done. Has not been a great offensive player throughout his career at the Mets. Was solid defensively. Last year... He hit 213 with a 279 on base percentage and a 326 slugging percentage, which is not great. But when the Mets went on their run the second half, like a lot of the team, he picked it up. He batted 261 with a 325 on base percentage and a 417 slugging percentage with three home runs, 12 RBIs, and 19 runs scored in just 115 at bats in the second half. Honestly, what this highlights to me is what a big mistake the Mets made trading for Jake Marisnik. As much as you could say Marisnik is an upgrade, I just don't see it. Sure, his numbers were better last year offensively. He hit 233, 289 on base percentage, 411 slugging percentage, had 10 home runs, 34 RBIs. He has more pop. There might be a little more potential there offensively. At the same time, he's not a huge upgrade. And even though he's probably a little bit better defensively too, I just don't think that the margin was worth the cost, the margin of an upgrade. Lagarz is worth five outs above average last year, and Marisnik was worth eight. Lagarz's outfield jump is in the 90 percentile, same as Marisnik. He's also in the 90th percentile. Lagarz's sprint speed was in the 75th percentile. Marisnik is faster with you know, 95, uh, the 95th percentile in speed. So Marisnik, better defensively, better athlete, probably a better hitter. Is he that much better, though, to give up on two prospects? That I do not think he is. You look at the prospects that Brody Van Wagenen traded to the Astros to get Marisnik, and I think they had value in this organization. First off, Blake Taylor is a left-handed reliever. He turns 25 in August, coming off a very good year. He had a combined 2.16 ERA across 66 and two-third innings pitched in single A and double A last year with the Mets. And now he's the only lefty in the Astros player pool, I believe, that's coming out of the pen. So he has a good chance to make an impact this year in Houston 
And he could have done that for the Mets as well. I mean, you look at those numbers, 2-1-6 ERA. I want to say that again so it sinks in. He also pitched to, I believe, a flat 2-0 ERA in the Arizona Fall League as well. I don't have that in front of me, but I'm pretty sure that's what I saw earlier. I know he pitched well there. So you're talking about someone that could have provided value. I look at Blake Taylor alone and I say, does that make up the difference between a year of Jake Marisnik and re-signing Juan Ligaris? Honestly, I don't think that that's worth it alone, especially when you end up with Ligaris anyway. So it's just, it's another thing where it's hindsight is twenty twenty. but Brody Van Wagen in between this and now Stroman's injury, you're looking at some of these trades he's made and it's just, they have continuously blown up in his face. The Marcus Stroman trade looking to be not on the same level as the first trade, the Cano Diaz trade because of how Diaz hurt you last year and because of what Kelnick will turn into. But Anthony Kay right now could be in the Mets starting rotation. Let's not forget that. And Simeon Woods Richardson could be in the Mets rotation in two or three years, and he could have been really good. And those were the guys that got sent to Toronto. It's hindsight's 2020, obviously, but if the Mets don't re-sign Stroman, it just does not look like that was a good deal. And then to trade for a rental defensive only center fielder in Marisnik, it just was not smart. And I haven't even mentioned the fact that Kennedy Corona went to the Astros as well. A Venezuelan international prospect comes to the Mets last year at 19 years old, has a great season hit 301 in rookie leagues with a 398 on base percentage and a 470 slugging percentage good for a very very solid 868 OPS he just turned 20 years old in March obviously this year not going to be developing but who knows what he turns into in the Astros farm system so the trades just have not worked out outside of the JD Davis trade I think it's the only trade right now that we can say that Bertie Van Wagenen won and did a good job with. And these other ones are just looking worse by the day. And it's not necessarily his fault. Who knows that Marcus Stroman is going to tear a muscle in his calf? Who knows that there's going to be a global pandemic that's going to cut the season to 60 games? I mean, I'm not trying to be too hard on Bertie Van Wagenen. I'm just saying that some of these things he's done have not panned out. And when you look back at the Marisnik trade in particular... With the addition of Juan Lagares now, it's just it's it, it was a move that was lateral at best and not worth it when you talk about some of the upside they left on the table. Anyway, that'll be all for today's edition of Locked on Mets. Tomorrow we'll talk about the 30-man roster as the Mets have to set that by noon on Thursday. So we will get into that and preview opening day as baseball is finally about to return. Quick story before we close, though. I got to tell you, the other day I was driving my car and I got pulled over because my taillight was out. Could have gone to a car dealership and probably spent, who knows, $250, $300. Who knows what they would have charged me to get that replaced. But instead, I went to rockauto.com, a family business that is serving auto parts to customers online. And they've been doing so for 20 years. I found a replacement light bulb for nothing as opposed to what I would have paid for at the store. RockAuto.com is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. I was able to see all the parts available for my vehicle, 
and choose the brand specification and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. As always, thank you for listening. Please remember to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. Tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Mets. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 